Welcome to the Point Noted Podcast with your host, Johnny B, and co-host who shows up whenever he wants to, former NFL player, Rashad Barksdale. It's raw, unfiltered, and no topic is off-limit. We talk sports, entertainment, culture, and a whole lot of random shit. Let's get to the point. Point Noted Podcast, I'm your host, Johnny B. My guest host, as always, OCO. OC, what's going on, my man? How's it going? I'm glad to be here today, guys. Good, good, man. We got a, we got a good one today, man. We got a really special guest in the house, man. Uh, we got Luchi Gayot, and I'll probably say that name wrong, but he can uh, he can slide me upside the head for that. Uh, we got Luchi Gayot here, and he's running for Congress for New York District 9. Luchi, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Johnny, how you doing, brother? Hey, man, we're here, man. Just you, enjoying you, you forgot the most important part. He's Yang Gang, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yang gang, Lucha Gayot in the house, man. <laughs> gang in the building, baby. Yang gang in the building, man. How you doing, my brother? I'm good, brother. I'm good today. You know, feeling good. It's a beautiful day out here in New York City. You know, we're out here pushing hard. Uh, it's a very interesting year this year that we were campaigning, you know, okay. with, uh, with technology, with the support of the Yang gang and everybody else in the community. I believe we'll be able to pull a good one off this time. Yeah, my man O.C. is uh, a big Yang gang. He's been trying, before Yang was born, O.C.'s been trying to make me a Yang gang. <laughs> so, so once Yang got out here, O.C. was like, bro, you got to be a Yang gang, man. So he offered me all kinds of money, bribes, everything. <laughs> I, I just told him it's all right, man. I, you know, I'll just watch what's going on with the Yang gang. So it's good well, to have I, a Yang I gang. I got you to contribute, though. I did donate to the Yang Gang, uh, you know, because I am my I am my brother, so my friends keep us. So, you know, so, um, but yeah, man. So, what's going on with your race, man? Tell us, man. Why are you running? What made you run? Why did you decide to jump into this? How to run for Congress? All right. Well, my 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 journey in running actually started uh, close to about fifteen years ago. Okay. I went to a community board meeting where my neighbor came and grabbed me. He was like, Lucci, you got to come to this community board meeting. They're building this shelter a couple of, week, couple of um, blocks away. And, you know, we're trying we want to go there and protest because we want it to be affordable housing, not a shelter. So we go hmm. to the meeting and the representatives that were there, the public representatives that were there, you know, were just simply not listening to us. They weren't listening to, you know, our grievance, which basically the grievance was, we did not want it to be a shelter. Instead, what we wanted it to be was affordable housing or okay. low-income housing because we felt like low-income housing, affordable housing is more of a permanent type of um, arrangement for a community as opposed to a shelter with the revolving door people coming in and out. Well, fast forward 15 years, and today, um, if you go back and you look at the, this very same shelter, in New York, we have what we call the, the poverty industrial complex, you know, where uh, we have these four private entities that benefit or profit off of poverty. For instance, uh, last year, the city of New York spent about a billion dollars last year housing the homeless. You know, oh it comes down to $20,000 per homeless person, and each person is still homeless at the end of the year. So that, that 20000 per homeless person or per room in that shelter multiplied over the course of the years is enough money to have built several city blocks worth of affordable housing. That was, you know, and back in around that time is when the city was really pushing out the shelters 
And so, you know, I, I, I just feel like our representatives do not listen to us. Our representatives do not come with good, pragmatic ideas to get real solutions or, or real, um, <clears throat> real fixes to certain ills that we have in society, such as homelessness, such as the, how difficult it is to find affordable housing. They kind of put a Band-Aid on it, and then years later, it ends up being an even worse situation. So even back then, um, the way I felt was, you know, that she needed to be replaced with someone who would actually listen to the constituents. So what I did was I went home and Googled. <laughs> Believe it or not, Google existed back then. Right, right. You all feel old now, right? <laughs> and I saw the enormity, the enor- the huge enormity that, that involved you running for office. Now, mind you, this was 15 years ago. This was before I was a small business owner, before I started my business and had my small yeah. business storefronts, before I had to deal with paying payroll tax and health insurance for employees and all kinds of life experiences that now puts me in a position to where I understand um, what it is, what it is that is necessary in order to go to Washington, D.C. to legislate, because now I understand real life. You know, <laughs> I've, I've, I've lived through the real world. I've lived through having to deal with running a business and dealing with uh, with with. with with employees and customers, you know, and I'm also um, part of a union, a local 253 Carpenters Union. Oh, nice. You know, as a, yeah, as a singator. So I'm, I'm pretty much a union contractor. So I hire union nice. workers to work on jobs. So I also understand uh, collective bargaining, you know, how important it is to protect workers' rights and also to protect workers' safety standards in the workplace. These are all mm. things I'm certified in and I've been doing for you know, well over a decade. So okay. at this point in my life, I feel like, you know, I'm qualified and I'm ready. Right, right. And this and this is America. So if you feel like you can do it, there's you have every right to try and do it. Um, and like you said, you've been through enough and you were exposed to enough to, to put yourself out there and say, listen, I can do better for the people. Uh, and the fact is we do need new faces and new bloods to get out there and start fighting for people. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's definitely what it is that I plan to do. You know, I'm out here in Brooklyn, born and raised. Flatbush. Uh, <laughs> Flatbush, East Flatbush. Right, you know, right. Those who know New York back in the 80s and 90s, you know, I could, that means I could tell you about Brooklyn going back as far as when crack was on the streets. Right. You know, born and raised in wow. East Flatbush, you know. Put my you didn't touch the crack, did you? You didn't touch the crack, did you? Nah, too young. Good, good, good. Too young. Good, good, good. Too young. <laughs> but, um... You know, but I put my book back on, walk right. through what would, what would be considered the hood back then to take my myself to school and back. And, right. and I had right. to make sure I had to make right. sure I made friends with you know right. all, the, all the different gang members on the way to school and back, so that they would recognize, okay, that's Lucha, let's leave him alone. You know, right, <laughs> right. I'm alone. Right. Right. right, right. So I'm born and raised in a district, and I feel like you know I have better ideas. Right, absolutely. And you know, I I took a look at your website. Lucci, and I also remember the day you tweeted out that statistic of the couple billion dollars spent on homeless people in New York, and I was floored. I was completely floored because John and I are both, uh, uh, we're both Nigerian Americans, you know, been here a long time now. But, you know, when we talk corruption and politics, 
the the amount of money that these guys are claiming to be spending on homeless folks and the issue remains talk about that because again affordable housing being one of your core issues this is unbelievable what, what i mean the numbers the amount of money these guys are putting out from the taxpayer and it nothing nothing <laughs> nothing is happening nothing real is happening exactly exactly and back to what we were saying earlier about good pragmatic ideas we could take a look at this shelter and imagine the cost per per unit in the shelter now on average is twenty thousand dollars so yeah. if you think about if the city had a the mindset of solving homelessness what they would have done is calculate well over the next the course of the next 15 years we're building 20 shelters. These 20 shelters are going to cost us this amount. So why don't we go to Washington, D.C. and ask Washington, D.C. to give us a loan for X billion so we could build affordable housing. Then right. that money that would be produced from the rent of the affordable housing, you use that money to make the payments back on the loan. Right. You know, if, if you can't get Congress to hand New York City several billions of dollars, then go there and borrow the money. Or if, if you don't want to borrow the money, another way we could do it is we could have what I've been speaking about, which is the, <clears throat> which is the federal housing bond, you know, kind of like how World mm -hmm, War II mm -hmm. was paid for with the federal war bond. We could have the federal housing bond and, and we could add a, an interesting feature on it and put it on the blockchain, you know, right. so everyone who understands crypto or blockchain, can understand that if if the United States of America creates a security, or we'll call it you know a crypto for those who understand crypto, but we'll keep it simple and call it a security, <laughs> security, right? And they are backing this security by the the well the full force and credit of the U.S. plus backed by the rents that are collected collected from this affordable housing, we would be able to raise trillions. Right. For those who understand blockchain and crypto, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Trillions overnight. I would literally walk into Goldman Sachs and say, hey, I need a trillion dollars a year on these bonds every year for the next 12 years. They'll say, that's easy. That's no sweat. Boom. Right. There you go. I can get it through Congress. I don't have to worry about arguing if uh, with Mitch McConnell if he's still there. You know, I, I can literally get it through Hopefully Congress. Not. <laughs> right? I, I can literally get it through Congress. Without having to fight with conservatives or with liberals or with anybody, you know, because right. it's it's an actual instrument that's not going to cost the taxpayer anything. You know, mm. the only thing it's going to cost us is just the time it's going to take to actually write up and pass the legislation. Other than that, <clears throat> other than that, it's 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 an instrument that's just going to literally just create value uh, by itself because of the value of that instrument based off of what it's going to be used for. You know, so. Again, good pragmatic ideas is 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 the is what I'm trying to bring to Washington D.C. on affordable housing and and several other things too. Right, right, and we need that. Like I said, we need those fresh bloods and fresh ideas. Um, so you being born and raised in Brooklyn, uh, and now you're running. And what kind of support are you getting from the community? Like, what was it like when you said, "Hey, I'm running for Congress"? What was that turnout like? The support? How did it feel in the community? I, I tell you what, this is not my first time running. I have okay. run seat before in the past last time i ran i i received uh, about twenty one thousand votes uh, wow. so i do have some support in the district already mm. 
as you know, uh, for the past several months in New York, we've all been experiencing what's been going on with uh, COVID-19. Right. And it, 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 the way it looks like, it looks like we're going to be experienced, experiencing this for quite some time. Yeah, for a while. Gonna, yeah, exactly. So we're not going to have huge gatherings, crowds, community board meetings, uh, those type of things. But that, you know, that still leaves the door open to meet people electronically, you know, because right. that, that that is more or less the way that everyone is communicating these days anyway. You know, yeah. so uh, so I am receiving a lot of support electronically from a lot of members in the community. And, of course, from Yang Gang. <laughs> Yang Gang. Yang Gang is showing, is definitely showing me a lot of love. I appreciate it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm out there just simply, you know, trying to trying to push our message of a UBI, trying to push our message of, of having common sense uh, solutions in Washington, D.C., you know, not coming up with insane solutions that's just going to bankrupt the country. We need right. solutions that will work for everyone. I see. Right. So the last, the last time around, it seems like, what, like 200,000? votes or so, uh, in-person votes or just votes in general, what, what, what's your expectations of the turnout this time? And how much will the mail-in ballots, are they allowing everybody to do mail-in ballots or is it just, how's that going to pan out and how's that factoring into your strategy of a more digital uh, uh, election process, more digital um reach out campaign process uh yes understood i don't think anyone knows because this is the very first time that anyone (laughs) you know so it's gonna be a matter of how many people you could reach and also not only that but also what your connection is to the district Um, yes we have have the incumbent as as myself we were both Mm -hmm. born and raised in the district but then you mm-hmm. have other people who are running in this race who are not born and raised in this district. You know, they they are on a on a ballot now. But if you look at the history, they've only been in the district a couple of years. You know, so that that deep connection to the district, that deep connection to the history of the district, where the history, where the, the district has come from, where the district is heading to. You know, uh, I I am able to speak to that. You know, I am able to speak directly to the constituents and say, hey, I am a son of each Flatbush. (laughs) And it's the truth. You know, there's no one else in this race that can say that. You know, the other people who are in this race will allude to being from the district, but they are they actually are not. You know, so um, that's definitely one thing that we do have in, in common. So because of that, I understand the people's plight. I understand what it is. Uh, that the community needs. For instance, with the Haitian community, we have mm-hmm. a problem with TPS, and it's been a political football for we're going on nearly ten years now. You know? And we still have no results. You know, and it's a very large Haitian community. We cannot understand why. Um, Unbelievable. Uh, it's kind of just on hold. Yeah, it's correct, correct. Or immigration just in general is on hold. You know, not just right, TPS, right. but you know. Immigration in general, I feel our public officials are using or are holding our immigrants hostage. And I'm talking about both sides. Both sides are holding them hostage. Because, I mean, in the House, you could pass a piece of legislation that you know can pass the Senate, or you could pass a piece of legislation that you know will not pass the Senate. Right. And and it just becomes a fight for six months. 
you know, or you could pass a piece of legislation that works for everybody, you know, and I, I tend to see, depending on how close we are to an election, they'll pass a piece of legislation in the House, either party. Republicans do it, Democrats do it, both do it. They'll pass a piece of legislation in the House that they know will not get through the Senate, and it becomes a fight for six months, and then the next election, and it, you know, because we have an election every other year. So, right. so as a result, we always end up with, you know, <laughs> we always end up with, with, with maybe two or three major pieces of legislation that get passed every four years as a Terrible. result. It's true. Um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely a problem in Washington, D.C. We need to alleviate that. that There's problem. a lot of problems in Washington, D.C. That's why we got to get people like you to get down there uh, <laughs> and start, start kicking some ass, you know, get down there and start telling them, you do it now or you're going to get it. You know, just <laughs> you, go down there and just... Uh, you know something, brothers? Like for me, looking at Washington D.C. and and me thinking, well, I'm gonna go there and make things happen. I would love to, you know, but but I'm not gonna be naive. I understand. Right. And exactly. There, right. Yeah, there are a lot of things in place, a lot of powers that are in place that that make things just can't move. You know, right. certain, yeah, or certain pieces of legislation you would love to pass, like universal health care of some sort. You right. know. But there are so many moving parts in the healthcare system and different interests and things that are connected. And, and, and when you unbox it, you're like, whoa, this is like this Pandora box of all this. Mm-hmm. And it makes it hard to do. So I get Absolutely. that. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to DC, you know, with, with my head, you know, all gassed up thinking I could change. <laughs> but you can have hope. <laughs> yeah. But, but at the same time, what I will say is that, you know, even if I can't get anything out of DC, I'll go over to Silicon Valley, you know, mm. and, and you know I'll speak to Elon Musk and and see if Elon Musk wants to come into into Central Brooklyn and install a hyperloop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Elon Elon's all about doing crazy stuff like that anyway. So yeah, I already got to do that. <laughs> yeah, we're just talking about getting we're just talking about getting Elon Musk on the show. Uh, we need- you know. Get him, get him on here so we can have some crazy conversation with him as well. I'm a big fan of Elon. Yeah, man. I'm a fan too. Like people, you know, they talk, try to talk about Elon. I think Elon is one of those revolutionary industrialists, you know, groundbreaking, kind of like the people, kind of like, um, like he, he's the type of person where like, you know, in, I don't know, 50 years, we'll look back or they'll look back and compare him to like the Wright brothers or something. Mm, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Hundred yep. percent. You know, is he infallible? No, but this guy is that he's pushing the boundaries of right. what we consider to be reality. So you got to give it to him. Um, but I'm 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 very enthused about the opportunity and the energy right now. And actually, the fact that everybody's kind of online campaigning. Um, some would say it's given an advantage to the to the challengers. What's your take right now? I mean, when it comes to District Nine, for you guys, is a crowded field with the Democrats. What's what's your what's your approach right now? What's your strategy to get it done? Good ideas, brother. Good ideas. <laughs> um, because of the fact that we are going through COVID, that means the majority of people who are running 
are not being seen by the public. Right. So mm-hmm. it's true. You, if you don't have some sort of presence online, a website, you know, social media, yeah. you know, uh, ways for people to get in touch with you, find out what you're about, you know, like right. for like for ways for you to get in touch with me. You know, right. There are other people like voters who want to get in touch, just find out. So it's, it's again, like I was saying earlier, it's, it's a very interesting year. It's going to be yes. very interesting to see what happens at the end. But mm-hmm. I, I think this year in particular, it's going to have to do with who has the better ideas and who is real. You know, mm. some voters, some voters are people who are voters because this particular election are going to be like voter voters. It voters. is, it is, it really like, is. It, exactly. Like the prime voters, the ones that vote in every election, right. are probably going to, exactly, are probably going to be the ones that are going to really pay, be interested in this election. <clears throat> now, now, with that being said, that means that these voters are are gonna be looking deep into who it is that they're voting for. So when a voter looks me up, you know they'll be able to see that you know I'm I'm a I'm a person from East Flatbush, Brooklyn, a small business owner, you know who believes that the government's not doing right by the people. It's really that simple. And what qualifies me are you know my 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 twenty years of experience in business. You know, and running a construction company and running small business storefront and running a beauty salon, (laughs) renting chairs. You already know, you know, right, right. Business got to be business minded. Right. You know, so so at least you go to Washington, D.C. with some sort of, you know, some sort of uh, acumen so that you actually get things done. Absolutely. Right. I know you're a good businessman, a business owner. Uh. I was just thinking it would have been so nice if one of your businesses was a restaurant because when then, when OC and I go to the city, we have a place to eat for free. <laughs> you know, I mean, that would have been nice. That's what I'm looking forward to. But since you don't have that, I'm pretty sure we can uh, still get a good recommendation of where we can go to get some good Asian food. Oh, absolutely, man. There's all for Asian food. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of good places you can go to. Uh, we're definitely going to ping you when we're in the city for that because uh, I'm all about eating when I get down there. That's that's what I want to do is eat mm-hmm. and then go back home. So, but I'll ask you one more thing on some of the issues that you have on your platform, which is, uh, and I think OCR grew with me on this, uh, ranked choice voting, right? Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people are voting for, uh, you know, just the options are limited, right? So, and I'll let you speak on that. Just explain to people why you are supporting the ranked choice voting. The reason why I'm in support of the ranked choice voting <clears throat> and ranked choice voting done properly, of course, and right. it does have its opponents and it does have its proponents. Well, mm-hmm. The city of New York has already passed the ranked choice voting. So next year, we're, we are going to have a the very first primary for local uh, like the city seats or city council, mayor. That's going to be ranked choice in that primary. And so I feel, you know, it's time for us to just update the way we look at politics in this country in order to allow for, uh, you know, grassroots candidates or candidates that would normally not be seen or heard to actually be seen or heard. And here's another thing with ranked choice, it, it, it puts voters in the position to where they research every single person that they want to vote for, you know, um, versus just simply showing up and just voting for a name that right. you're used to seeing all the time. And that's just a name, you know, so you just vote for it. You know, at least now you have options 
to where you can weigh, uh, you can weigh your option, and and in that way, you know, other other candidates that probably wouldn't have had the chance will have the chance. But I do also have to say about ranked choice, it, it, it's also going to have to be an educational process, which I definitely want to push hard in the community so everyone really understands what ranked vote, vote uh, what ranked choice voting is and how to vote ranked choice. Because um, next year, when we have our first primary in about a year with ranked choice, we want to make sure that everyone, you know, everyone's on the same page. Right. Right. Yeah, we appreciate that, man. Hey, listen, before we get you out of here, I've got a question for you, man. Talk to me. Are you a soccer fan? Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest soccer fan. I got him. Got him. I'm not the biggest soccer fan, but when I do watch soccer, <laughs> you know, I got to watch my I gotta watch my Caribbean teams. Absolutely. Um, so definitely when when um, when the Haiti's out there playing, uh, Mexico kills it, Brazil. I would give them to watch. Always. Um, I like my Jamaica and also okay. my African teams. I go down all the African teams anytime. Right. <laughs> There's a World Cup. I see my brothers out there kicking it. Right, right, right. Now that's amazing, man. It's funny how the unity works, man. Like you see an African team playing, everybody's just got around and support it. You see an Asian team playing, you got around and support that. Uh, but I know you're from the city, so you're probably a basketball fan. So who's your team? Or are you a basketball? Oh, I, gotta fan? Go. I gotta go with Brooklyn, man. Nets. Um, <laughs> I gotta go with the Nets. I remember when the Nets first got to Brooklyn, was it 2012? And we opened up the Barclays that right. year. The same year we had the Hurricane Sandy. So that was like a, a good pastime. So I always remember that, uh, that, that, that happy memory of opening up the Barclays and the Nets, you know? <laughs> Were you a Nets fan before they moved to Brooklyn? I wasn't Probably. a Nets fan before moving to Brooklyn. But oh, you you know, were. Okay. They moved into the hometown, you know, the hometown got to give them a good warm welcome. Absolutely. Makes a lot of sense to me. Absolutely, brothers. What about what about the Jets? Jets or Giants? Jets or Giants. You know, I got asked that question the other day. You got so many you know the other day someone asked me about Mets or Yankees. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta pick. I won. I won the answer on the Nets or Yankees, but the Giants, you know, I gotta go with the Giants, man. The Giants Oh no. (laughs) Giants, baby. I mean, Jets fan. Jets fan, baby. Yeah, it's okay. Jets yeah. fan. I just, I, I just love the, I just love how miserable we are. So, uh, <laughs> New, York, New York, New York is such a big city, the five boroughs, that we gotta have two of every team. So we gotta have. Has to, you have to. Was is it three hockey teams or is it two? Yeah, the Rangers and the Devils and the Islanders too. So Islanders, it's three. Yeah. Three well, for, for, for New York is too, the Rangers and the Islanders. But if you count New Jersey, then you have the New Jersey Devils. So. Yeah, yeah, that, the Devils. So we got, yeah, the two plus the one down there. Then you got two baseball teams. We used to have mm-hmm. to beat the Dodgers. Uh, what, what am I missing? Football, basketball, hockey. Baseball, <laughs> baseball <laughs> hockey. Uh, yeah, that's about it. That, that's that's about. I mean, it's a, it's a great place to be though. When when you're talking about sports, I mean, in the Madison Square Garden, watching the Knicks play, sitting next to Spike Lee, that's 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 my dream. So Spike, if you're listening, uh, just just one day, baby, just one day. Yeah. I just want to sit next to uh, next to Spike and just enjoy again. That's all. 
Exactly. Exactly. don't even have to come. Ossie don't have to come. Ossie can be at <laughs> be home. Just, just you and I, Lucha. Let's do it. Let's get let's get that ticket. I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, all right, well, <laughs> I'm gonna push hard. I just need the Yang gang stand behind me. Absolutely. Uh, Yang gang, New York, Brooklyn. We you, all of you are out there. You know, take a look at your candidate. We got Lucha Gale on the on the ballot. Um, go to my website, teamgayout.com. That's T-E-A-M-G-A-Y-O-T.com. Correct. And you can request a ballot right off the website. You can read the rest of my platform right on the website. Right. You know, and please feel free to, to DM us on um, on Twitter or on right. Facebook. We're all over the place. Right, right. Yeah, man. If you're listening, please go ahead and share your support. Uh, there's many ways to support the guy. Go on Twitter. Uh, go on his website uh, and definitely donate some money, man. These guys are running uh, people-funded campaign. They don't have the deep pocket. They don't have, you know, that Jeff Bezos pocket. By the way, if, if Jeff Bezos called you right now uh, to push your campaign, you saying no? If Jeff Bezos calls me right now to push my campaign, I'm going to say, Jeff Bezos, I need a billion dollars for STEM program. Can you do that? If you could do that, I'll take the money, baby. That's Jeff what I'm saying. Dime. Jeff just needs to put money into our schools. That's all I need from Jeff right now. Right, right. I've got to do something better with that money besides keeping it in his bank, right? Exactly. Give me some STEM programs in the schools. You know, get together with Elon Musk. Let's just work on this Hyperloop situation. We could get right. a couple of uh, Amazon pods in there, too. Right. <laughs> you know, right. transit for New York City. Let's get it going. Right. Have you uh, Have you been to the Trump Tower? I have not been to the Trump Tower. Uh, you plan on going anytime soon? Well, actually, you know what? I've been to Trump Tower because yeah, you've been to the yeah. I mean, it's I've unavoidable. Been, <laughs> I've definitely been to Trump Tower. Like I think I, I was thinking about recently. I've been there many times over the years. Okay. There used to be man. There used to be so many different Trump buildings across the city. You could, right. But now I think I think there's only a few more left. Like there's the one the the the, the one in Fifth uh, Avenue. And I think there's another one by Columbus Circle. Mm, that's the one. That's the Trump Towers. Yeah. Yeah. The Trump Tower. Yeah. But actually, you know what? Before COVID, I was over by the mall over at Columbus Circle. They've got that big that big shopping mall there. Yeah. I think I went yeah. there. I think I went there. I was there to like, meet a, a, a business associate. Mm. And yeah, I was there. But what's the question about that? Yeah. No, I was just asking if you've been there. And if you haven't, if you plan on going back. You know, with Trump being such a polarizing figure uh because i I have a next question that follows there which was uh with trump and biden obviously in a collision uh coming up here soon uh do the biden have a shot on winning this after all that uh racial uh language that he came out with a few days ago does biden have a chance to win does trump really going to get another four years one of those years where Again, with politics, you just never know. But what I see and what I think, uh, I really believe that, you know, um, the, the Democratic nominee needs to pick a pro-UBI running mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, we we have to think about economic politics. Right. To, your, your politics have to be an economic politics. We can't play any other kind of politics this year. we got to play an economic politics, which means what's going to affect people in their pockets. Uh, if if we try to play any other kind of politics with this presidential race, I think we're going to be in trouble. So I'm still 
you know, I'm still uh, hoping that they would make the smart decision and 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 make, and make Andrew Yang a running mate. Mm. I hear you. I hear you. Unfortunately, this dude already like declared he's gonna choose a woman, and if he goes back on that, oh my god, yeah. I don't know. The women, all the women, would really, really just like just pack up and leave. So he kind of <laughs> stuck himself out there by saying he's gonna pick a female running mate. Uh, Kamala Harris, Stacey Abram, Amy Klobuchar is being vetted now, so it looked like she might be the one. Uh, I know African American doesn't like her based on the, uh, you know, a past and the history. And um, was it Michigan? She's from Minnesota. Uh, so I mean, Joe is really in a tough place right now. He might as well just go find a, like you said, a UBI vice president candidate, or go get somebody from the MAGA group and just get a Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I mean, it's really, and this, and this is where that rank choice voting come into place, though, right? Right, Lucci? Yeah, so the rank choice voting does come into play um, in, 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 in that particular respect. Um, now, on a national level, I mean, you know, if it's rank choice, you think a lot of times you got more than one party that runs. I think on a national level, the rank choice, it'd be interesting to run a couple of models and see how that would work. If you had like three or four candidates and you ran around choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Libertarians could come out. Green Party could come out with somebody. We'll yeah. See what, see what happens. That would be, I mean, in terms of, in terms of like, if we believe in democracy, I, that's, that's what. That's the way to go. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But they will never, ever. Never. Never, ever do that. They will never, never. ever that happen. Yeah, it's true, because if you look at some third world countries, in some third world countries, every presidency is a different party. Like, like you have 10 presidencies and it'd be like a different party each presidency. Mm -hmm. You know, and and some other countries, I want to say third world countries, just uh, many other countries are like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Luchi, man, thanks for coming. Uh, you know, we don't want to hold you too long. We understand how busy you are. Uh, we appreciate you making the time, despite all the IT technical difficulties that we have. We, we made it happen. We, you know, <laughs> we're here. We made it happen. Uh, we appreciate it. Wish you best of luck. OC and I are going to jump on your website. We're going to donate. Uh, we'd like to support you, Canada. Stop by. We understand how hard it is, especially when you're running a people-funded campaign. Yes, uh, you have so, no idea. Especially so we, with COVID and everything yeah. shut down. Yeah, no one, no one, no one has money. We don't have that. <laughs> we don't have Jeff Bezos' money. I don't have OC's money. Um, <laughs> you know, so but we we definitely appreciate the time, man. OC, anything for Lucci? No, man. I just you know I wanted to congratulate him. In my books, you're already a champion because you're out here. You're fighting for people. Man, right. Um, that's just what the country needs right now is people fighting for people, not just like you know, agendas of the rich and all that. So keep doing what you're doing. Like he said, we will definitely be donating. We'll get the word out. And uh, looking forward to seeing you lift that belt. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Please give the people the website again. Tell them how they can find you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, So look for me at teamgayot.com. That's T-E-A-M-G-A-Y-O-T.com. Or look at me. Look for me on Twitter, at Luchi Gea, at L-U-T-C-H-I-G-A-Y-O-T. Same thing on Facebook, Luchi Gea. Come looking for me. Absolutely, man. That's Luchi Gea running for Congress. 
You guys go out there and support. Get on the website, donate, spend that money on my man, please. Uh, you know, he can use the support, man. Hey, Lucha, I appreciate you stopping by, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for giving me the time and the opportunity to speak to everyone out there. Absolutely, man. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Or your week, should I say. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it feels like a weekend. <laughs> it does. <laughs> All right, my man. All right. Bye-bye. Peace. You've been listening to The Point Noted Podcast with Johnny B and Rashad B. Follow us on Twitter at PT Noted and Instagram at Point Noted. Hit the subscribe and follow button to follow us and check out more episodes of us talking a whole bunch of shit. You've been noted.